Hello and welcome to the Sales and Marketing for Decorators podcast with me, John Mears, and I am joined today once again by the legendary Mr. Trevor Mangan. How are you, mate? I'm okay. That was a bit of a big build-up, wasn't it? I've Absolutely. Got, yeah, no pressure. I've got a lot to live up to now. Legend Thanks, of the game. <laughs> How are you? What have you been up to today? Um, well, since we last spoke, what have I been up to? Uh, one, one, a, one a decorating job, but I think we're going to talk about that later. Because we're talking, we, what are we talking about today? Should you compromise on price to suit a yeah. customer budget? Was that the topic? Yeah. So today's question is: Should you compromise on price to suit a customer's budget? Now, Trev, I think you've got some some thoughts on this to kick us off. So, what do you reckon? Now, we were just before we started talking, we were actually discussing, weren't we, about the level of um, decorators finish? Yeah. You know, yeah. What? And I think we've 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 spoke about it a number of times. What sort of level i mean a lot of decorators yeah i do the best i can for every customer and but not every customer wants a top-notch finish every time if you're doing rentals then the landlord he just wants it smelling looking clean and fresh for the next tenant he's really not that bothered i don't think in my experience how good the finish is as long as it looks clean and tidy and he's not going to get too many complaints from his tenants yeah so i think, I think you're, you're bang on with rentals i don't i don't think any landlord of a little 500 pound a month rental is going to be begging you to have billiard table smooth walls that you've spent three days on with the murka exactly uh, they, they want they want two coats on get it fresh get it ready to get back on the market they don't want you wasting wasting a week or two there um that said you know yeah. i think i think i think rentals you probably treat separately to your standard residential work and i think a lot of decorators listening or watching this will be thinking well you know your the the finish that you put out that's that's your reputation that yeah what what leads to more work especially word of mouth is obviously very important to decorators um so but then again, so so's so work itself, isn't it? So you do need to find that fine balance between a good reputation and keeping yourself busy. So do you think that you don't every job doesn't necessarily need to me to be bang on one hundred percent? Do you think it's even if you did a ninety percent job, most customers wouldn't know the difference between a ninety percent job and a ninety-nine? I don't think so because me, like a lot of people watching and listening have probably been taken around a job by a customer and they've been really proud of what they've done and oh yeah do you think oh my god really you've got one coat glass <laughs> it's running the corners and you know they just seem oblivious to to what they've actually done but yeah i i i think you know it's i mean it, it is and we all like to think you know we all like to think that we're doing our best but you've got to balance that with actually making money getting you know making some profit i'm not saying cut corners because as we all know 90 percent of the 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 a job is in the preparation so mm. you can't skip your prep you've got to make sure that's good but uh and I, i've found it particularly since getting murkers and dustless sanders that your prep does go up you know and you do tend to spend a lot more time on your prep and it it does make a big big um big difference so you find yourself you're priming bare wood a lot more than i was before because the murka just eats through it Goes straight through it yeah yeah and i mean although it's you know a windowsill here maybe a door there you still adding time and i mean you do yeah 
it's it's a difficult one really but yeah it's it's just finding that happy medium you know and where you're happy where the customer's happy and where you're making money i suppose so, another another way to look at i mean how long have you been decorating now since i come back it's in my sixth year so yeah but i mean before that it was about 20 25 25 years yeah quite a while i suppose i suppose another way to look at it is you know six six years ago when you came back in yeah. you you were doing your best work but it's probably fair to say that now six years down the line your standard of work is a lot higher than what it was yeah absolutely uh so you could you could look at it and go well if I do where my skill level is now, 90% of that is probably still better than what it was six years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, the, so, and back then you were still getting word of mouth recommendations and referrals and stuff, and all your customers were happy back then, weren't they? So, my, saying that though, I've made some massive steps. You know, I've I've got out of using oil, using water. I'm pleased to hear. Yeah. Um, also, got out of brushing roller and got into spraying and that itself you know makes a big difference mm. uh, got out of like a palm sander and into dustless sanding so there's like three major steps there that made a big difference to the actual finished job mm. so, so these mate, yeah so, they, so i mean all these things that you've added to your processes the dustless sanding and everything like that your customers seeing the benefit uh but are you saying that basically you're not you're not doing the job any faster? You're just doing a much better job now. You know. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. You'll probably yeah, probably investing. I think that maybe that's the secret: investing in your skills yeah. and and your tools. Maybe that's the way. And and by doing that, you know, you your level of, of finish is coming up anyway. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's worth looking at your processes and your equipment rather than what you're doing. Mm, do you think it's it might be time for people to reassess how long jobs should take them? I mean, if you were doing a six, six, seven years ago, you get a job to do a, a front room or something like that. Big job. Um, lots of preparation involved. Six, or seven years ago, you might have said, right, that's a four day job. Uh, now, but if I turn around to you six years ago and said, here's all the skills and all the equipment you need for dustless sanding and spraying and stuff like that. Six years ago, you'd probably go, oh, brilliant. I could do this job in two days now. Yeah. But do you think because it's happened, you've slowly been adding, adding these things, you've been adding them, adding them, adding them, and still, still doing the job over four days when really you might have been able to start doing it quicker. Yeah. But then there's the other one, isn't there? The, the old, this is another little nugget that you've got to be, you know, that's always a contentious issue, is if you go in there and you say, right, Mrs. Jones, this room is going to cost you six, eight hundred pounds to do, and you do it in two days. Yeah. Well, you know, and you see it on the forms all the time. I finished the job in two days, you know, put my invoice in, £750, and they refuse to pay it because, mm. you know, you're doing it too fast. Mm. And we've all, I don't care who you are, you've all, we've all been on jobs where we've actually slowed down and think, you know, <laughs> I could be finished in two days. I need to, I've got to come back tomorrow. I can't finish it, you know. People, customers don't i mean you i think the more professional customers like the business people that have got businesses and understand it you know appreciate that yeah you can you're there to make money and just because you're charging six eight hundred pounds for two days work you're not getting all that money in your pocket there are other business expenses involved 
but you know, it seems yeah, it seems to be that yeah, they just don't. What three hundred and fifty pound a day, four hundred pound, you know, four hundred pound for two a day, eight hundred pound, you know, for two days. It's yeah, it's very, is a very fine line. So yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you have to show the customer the value they're getting, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of the time, homeowners will look at the value they're getting as just the amount of hours that you spend in their house. Yeah. Uh, so it takes a lot of skill and educating to let them know that, look, you're not paying for me as an hourly rate. You're paying for a result. How I achieve that result and how quickly I achieve that result, it's it's the same. Whether it takes me 10 days or it takes me two days, you're still getting the same thing at the end of it. So you should still pay the same. Uh, this this is why when I think this is where if you if you're working like as a two man team or more you've got the advantage yeah because you know you start throwing another body another bit of labour into the mix and they start to lose track and then they start thinking well yeah maybe but if mm. you're there solely on your own it's easier for them to do the maths of an evening oh it was you know you do get customers that sit there and make a jot down every time you turn up every time you stop for a tea break and <laughs> you know it's yeah it, it's I. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it goes back to when you go and do the quote, I suppose, to find out. I mean, this is another podcast altogether. But how do you run your estimates when you go and see a customer? Mm. How much time do you take trying to find out what their pain points are? And you know, is is getting the job done finish? Is getting the job finished quickly important to you? Yeah. Which, if it is, and you know it's not going to be so much of a problem, but you need to yeah. find out really what what their issues are. And then you can address the job to that problem, can't you? So yeah, and they, and they they pay for the solution. I guess it's it's that old saying. You see it all over social media all the time in one form or another. But it's always the the quote is always, "If I do a job in one day, it's because I've spent the last ten years learning how to do it in a day." Yeah. Uh, anyone else would take two, three, four days. So. You, you're paying for not just the actual time it takes you to do the task, but the years of, of refinement and skill and learning it's taken to get to a point where you can do it that quickly. Yeah. And, and not only that, you're paying for the tools, as we said earlier, you're paying for the tools that get the job done the most efficient way and the best way possible. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's an investment in your business. It's, it is, um, yeah, I don't know. I just you do find some customers that just don't like you to be earning too much. <laughs> it's as simple as that, isn't it? They just don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but then again, well, I mean, we're talking about compromising on price. Yeah. And my other one is that I don't think that you should give a discount to any customer without actually taking something away from your quote. Definitely. And so, that's, a, that's another good reason to when you do any sort of quote to break down the processes that are involved so that if the customer comes back to you and says, can you knock 200 quid off? You can go, right, well, here's the 15 processes involved in this job. Which of these do you want to lose? Because everything that happens on here happens for a reason. And if I don't do X, Y and Z, yeah. then the results will be affected. It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? You've well, uh, it's, uh, the, uh, the secret is to have bits in your in your quote that you can discount without actually affect. I mean, my my I don't know if I should be giving this away or not really, but I belong to Dulux Select. Yeah. And if people want to knock me or not, 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 but they want a job cheaper, 
my first go-to is, well, I'll take the guarantee off. We won't use Dulux paint. We won't get a guarantee for two years. But we'll use Johnson's or anybody else's paint that I can't guarantee. And they think then they start seeing the value in a two-year guarantee for like £250. Mm. Oh, yeah. And quite often, oh, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we'll keep the guarantee. We'll have the, yeah, we'll use Dulux. Yeah. And it gets, you know, they can, they, they start thinking, well, you know, two-year guarantee, and it's going to cost, and I'm only going to save £250. And it's a, it's a brilliant one. It's just, it seems to, it makes them sort of focus. Think, oh, right. Yeah, but, or oh, the other thing is, you know, you just say, I'll, I'll use a different brand of paint. Or I, there are ways to, to discount it without, you know, for, for otherwise, it just looks like you've picked a figure out of the air, and yeah. then you've got another figure to get the, to get the work. It just doesn't seem to make you just devalue your your whole offering and your whole service. I think. Yeah, and I, I think in a in the majority of cases, when people start asking for discounts, they're literally asking for the sake of it, just to see what happens. Yeah, uh, and if you give them any sort of resistance, or just you know, just say no, or say, well, if you do, then you're going to lose X, Y, and Z. You're going to lose the guarantee and stuff. They go, all right, yeah, whatever. It's just sort of, I think a lot of people, particularly with trades, they just think, ah, it's always, you've always got to have a haggle, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they don't do it in Tesco, but if you've got no. a, if you've got no. a painter and decorator around, then everyone will have a go at trying to get 50 quid knocked up. Well, what can you do for cash and stuff like that? They'll always try and find a way. And I always find it's the thin, edge of the thin end of the wedge as well, because they start discounting it and then it will be, oh, could you just, oh, you know, I've got a and it's you know then they start pushing their luck a bit more and yeah. taking the piss a bit more and you think well hang on a minute it's you know just let them know from the start it's, you know it's your business you've got terms and conditions i mean perfect one the other day i had a woman uh sent me i, I quoted for i've sent the quote off and then she sent me back a, an email uh saying we've had problems with trades before and we i take 25 percent deposit mm -hmm. um We've, we've had trades before we're very reluctant to, uh, to take a discount uh, to, to pay a deposit rather to pay a deposit um i hope you don't find this you know you know i hope you, you understand and i put well sorry no it's 25 percent deposit or find someone else you know it's, it's the way i work I'm, I'm not there to pay your materials until you decide to pay me it's it's you know that's the way your terms and conditions are there because you feel comfortable working that way yeah just, Unless, just, I mean, just the same way just the same yeah. way that they've said oh we've had a bad experience before you can go well the reason i take deposits is for exactly the same reason yeah 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 i mean yeah the, the only time i will start to sort of like bend a little bit or be a bit more flexible if it's an existing customer and you've got that relationship where you've got on really well you've done two or three jobs and you know there's been no problems and you think, right, I, you know, you've built up that trust and that rapport and you know a bit more about them. But no, this this is a, like a brand new customer, not worked for them before. And well, that's fine. Plus, it's in Fulham. So it's quite a trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> it's all like that, you know, all that. It's all going in the wrong direction. But mm. no. Uh, so. So I guess I get. So what happens? A customer says to you, right. They come to you with a job and you, you go through it all. You want to do full prep. You want to spend a, a day filling and sanding down and getting everything right because your reputation matters to you. And you want 
if they ever have friends and family come round, you want that that you know room that you've done to look amazing because you want all of them to go, wow, who's your decorator? Yeah. Can you recommend them? So there's got to be part of you that thinks you don't want to do a, a slap and dash job uh, or you don't want to bend to the customer's budget too much because if yeah. they say, right, look, I just want it. I just want the walls a different color. I don't want you doing prep and stuff like that. Skip that day out. Just just stick another a, a coat of paint on it. At that point, do you go, all right, I'll, I'll do that. Or where where do you think you should draw the line on Trans what is yeah. not good enough for your yeah. reputation? I but, think you've got to be you've got to be happy that you know if you walk away from that job, then you've done a, a re, you know you've done a good job and you're. You know, you're proud to put your name on it. Yeah. I, I don't know whether we spoke about it before, but I got asked a few years ago to go uh, and paint the outside of a, uh, an apartment near us that was being sold. It was an outside, outside windows. And he just like, wanted it to look nice because when you pulled up, basically all he wanted was a shine on shit, which is basically just gloss yeah. everything up, make it look shiny. And I just... I said no, I'm not. I can't do it. And he said, well, it just needs a rub down and a. I said, done. It's a rub down and a gloss. I said, done. It needs filling. I said, it's rotten wood. I said, it's terrible. No, yeah. no, just gloss it. I said, well, then I'm not the person for that because my van signed me and it's going to be in your drive. And people that you know, the people that have seen that, the neighbours that have seen it, in six months when it's all peeling and flaking and looking as shit as it does now. Yeah. Or that they're going to, oh yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was TJ painting deck. You see his man, and you think they're not going to know that you've asked me just to make it look all nice and shiny so you can sell your apartment. Mm. So you've got, to, you know, I, I just walked away and said, no, I can't, I'm not doing it. You know, you've just got, to, like I say, you've got to be happy in your own mind that it will last, it will look good, and you've done, you've done, you know, a good job. I think it's, um, yeah, because so I, th I think people... you, need, you need to be delivering. At least ninety percent of your, yeah, your yeah. full potential. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, the the damage to your reputation will just far away the short term or, goal. Or ask a customer to leave like a a poster like you've got behind you saying, "This was not my idea." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah because you know. And people are terrible for, uh, I mean, decorators, uh, I try not to, you know, uh, but decorators are the worst for running down other decorators' work, aren't they? Mm. You must know yeah. that. Yeah, you put that on social media and they're just yeah wolves. They want to go and fuck it. Zooming in on photos, trying to look at everything, <laughs> make sure you've done it all properly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I just think you've, you've got to be, you've got to be able to walk away and think, yeah, if, if something gets picked up, you've got to be able to defend yourself and and know there's a reason for doing it but uh, I, I guess one of the other things is i i reckon from the decorators i know and speak to anyway i think if a customer battered them down on price and they did agree to do you know a little bit less on the prep and stuff like that and reduce the yeah. price i think 99 out of 100 decorators would end up just doing the prep and doing it all properly and running over time and just doing it right anyway because they got pride in their work because they got pride in their work absolutely right and yeah. yeah then it's sort of you've lost out and the customer's got double as much for it so yeah it's, it's um and also the trouble is there's no sort of like industry standard of 
I mean, there's, you know, the British standards and all that, but there's no sort of set way to know. Mm. I know you've got, you know, you stand away from a wall in the middle of the room, two metres away from the wall, and that's meant to be, you know, how you judge a room in the finish of the wall, the wall finish and that. But, um, yeah, there's no, there's no actual, right, this is what a finished room should look like. This is what you should be getting for your money. Mm. It's um, very hard to, very hard to sort of have a standard, room finish to be able to judge other everybody out everybody's work by so yeah so what do we yeah. think then so for a final verdict i'm sort of leaning towards you can compromise slightly to work with a customer's budget but realistically you've got to look at you've got to weigh it up against what's the long-term effects on my reputation uh, and i think you've got to look at it and go is this at least 90 percent of a perfect job and because you might go right I can achieve 90% in three days uh, but it will take me an extra two days to go from 90% to 100% is it worth spending yeah. those extra two days just to increase it another 10% when the homeowner or the customer in question probably wouldn't notice the difference and I'd still get you know good recommendations and referrals if I just left it at 90% quality, do you think, do you think that's yeah, fair? Uh, oh, I think it goes down again. It comes down again to actually communicating with the customer mm. and explaining why you're doing what you're doing and why it's going to take those extra two days. Yeah. You know, you could just say, look, it's going to, it's getting to the point now I'm doing, I'm doing um, less and less and less and less. It's probably better that you do it yourself because for what I'm going to do, you'll probably, you know, you'll probably be capable of achieving that standard anyway. Mm. so yeah you just do fact you know you you're taking out all the all the important parts of the process yeah so i i think as some advice to to decorators then would you say it's probably best to avoid it but maybe look at having things on your quotation process like the dulux guarantee or something have something like that that you can strip away if a customer starts asking for a discount yeah. uh, and make it something like that where they'll sit back and go, oh, actually, no, do you know what? Just do the job to the to your yeah. full potential. Well, yeah, <laughs> that guarantee has got a real high, it's, well, it is. It's a real value item, isn't it? Mm. It's because no one else does it. So take a guarantee, you know, unless the customer's got another Dulux Select decorator around, mm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not 100, I can't say for 100% sure, but... You'll, there's a very good chance that no other decorator that you're competing against is, is often a guarantee. Mm. And it's like you say, some, you know, nine times out of ten, I think they just see how far they can push you. Mm. you I know? think so. I think that, I mean, there's loads of things you talk about to the customers and you can, you can look at it as, look, I'm going to, I want to do it this way because this not only looks the best, but if I do these processes, it will last you 10 years. If we cut yeah. out the, the preparation and stuff that, you want me to cut out i'll be back here in two years because you'll want it doing again so maybe explaining to the customer the the long-term benefits of doing it right is is always ultimately ends up being cheaper for them yeah yeah i mean i've started talking to customers now about their budgets just saying you know yeah what what sort of budget are, are you because it's the same as when you go and buy a kitchen it's all very well the salesman designing you a twenty thousand pound new kitchen if you've only got a flipping you know nine grand budget yeah you just wasting each other's time yeah yeah i so, think i think it's important to get ballpark figures and some yeah. sort of budget 
established early because you don't, you don't want to be talking to someone who, who's got 500 quid in their head and your quote comes in at six grand. Uh, you just wasted yeah. each other's time then. <laughs> and not only that, though, I know you're trying to wrap up, John, but you've got me in the role now. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, the other day I went to look at an outside and uh, she said, I've got you along. She said, because I've had two quotes. She said, one's reasonably cheap and one's um, quite expensive. She said, I just wanted to see, you know, which way. I said, so we've started talking about budget. She said, well, I've got, I've got these two quotes. Do you want to see them? I said, well, yeah, you know, it'd be useful. It's always useful isn't it, to see what other people are doing. Yeah. Um, one quote, this is for an outside. One quote was £1,150. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you. For £1,150, that's what you put, £1,150 to um, prime undercoat and gloss exterior windows. That's it. Bear in oh, mind, she, she was a ground floor flat of a block of four. Yeah. Yeah, you know, of a floor four story block. So, you know, if you if they'd have been funny, they could have said, Well, you said windows, we got the whole lot done, not just yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so that was and then the other job the other one was two seven plus the VAT, which I thought was a lot more nearer the nearer the nearer the mark. Mm -hmm. Um it was it was, it was a little bit more detailed. Um I think I came in at two nine nine fifty. And, you know, it wasn't a case of, oh, well, I'll go in between 11.50 and 80 because I come back, worked it all out. And at the end of the day, you know, my price is my price, whether it was, you know, more expensive than 80 or whatever. I just needed to, to work it out of, at what it cost me. Mm. I did. Tell, I don't know. I did actually win the job. But, yeah, just go, go to show that she was we just, you know, it's just well worth asking about budgets, I think. Definitely. Just, yeah. no, that's good. And that is that is price pricing to do the job, not just to not just price well, yeah, to win yeah. the job. Yeah, yeah no, price it, it's it's got to work for you as a business, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the other one isn't it is is when you're talking to customers on the phone. Another controversial price uh, point is: do you start discussing ballpark figures over the phone? No. I'm I'm very much in the case of yeah let's talk let's get it you know let's talk ballpark figures over the phone because we, otherwise we're just wasting each other's time. The other point, the other side of the coin is don't talk about prices. Wait till you're going to see the customer. Wait till you meet you know meet them. And but trouble is if a customer's only got fifteen hundred pound and the job's two and a half grand, however nice you are, however much rapport you build up, yeah. you're not going to bridge that thousand pound difference, are you? Exactly, unless you start offering finance options. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, then, uh, I just, yeah, I just, you're not going to get I just there. Think it's um, yeah, it's not the way forward. I think you should start asking or start what do they call it in sales price conditioning, isn't it? Getting them used to what you're. So yeah, it's, it's. I think it's all these little tricks that can be put together to to um help us along the way. But that's got us away from our um original point, isn't it? Definitely. Sorry. A good idea for another podcast. <laughs> we'll write that one down. Okay, so all right, Trev, what's your final what's your final thought then? Uh, I think you compromise you... on price. I don't think it's a simple um, black and white yes or no to you. I think you just need to as long as you're comfortable and you can walk away from a job knowing that you've done it, you know, the customer's happy, you're happy with what you've produced, then yeah, yeah I don't and and sometimes you'll find that the customer's happy with less of a job and 
you've spent a little bit longer there than you thought you would, but mm-hmm. you've but with those sort of restrictions in place, you've actually you know on on you know reflection, you've done the best you can with the time you've had and the expenses you've incurred. That's a roundabout way of an answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Do you think it's uh, <laughs> it's important to focus on what makes the customer happy rather than what makes you as a decorator yeah. happy? Yeah, I think it, it might be that the the customer's happy with a a lower standard than perhaps you are. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, there's some wiggle, there's some wiggle room there. Yeah, it's a very grey area, I think. But um, it's a grey area, but I think if in doubt, I I would always err on the side of protect your reputation, protect yeah, your protect, yeah, protect yeah. your name. So if it takes uh, you, yeah, move, yeah, move move forward with caution on this one. But uh, yeah, if if you're ever I, in two I, lines, I, I would go with protect protect your reputation, protect your long term interests. Yeah. Because yeah, you can afford to you know spend an extra day with a customer over the course of your decorating career. It's nothing, is it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. But just don't do it too often. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. That's uh, I think that just about wraps it up. Trev, you've just started recording some more episodes for Two Decks One Mike, haven't you? Yeah, we've been about good. that. We um we uh, one went out the other day. It was the first one this year actually, but. Yeah, well, well received. I, I was quite surprised at how much we were missed. I've had some real nice, well, we have had some real nice messages saying, you know, thank goodness you're back. I've had it with that. <laughs> um, if Ryan was here, he wouldn't have done. But um, yeah, no, it's real, yeah, real nice to think we were missed. So hopefully we're going to be back in the swing of things. We, um, I think what has happened, we've, we've done, a, we started off with two, two podcasts a week, went down to one when Ryan moved away. And I think, you don't realize it's a lot to be churning out each week you know you've got to keep coming and we felt that we were getting a little bit um the same so we've had a little uh, bit of a break i'm just i'm just beginning to learn that there's a lot more that goes into it than it's it's not just uh, it's not just turning on a microphone and having a chat to a mate (laughs) exactly yeah yeah, i mean i know we make it sound like it's seamless and professional Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but no, there is a lot more goes, you know, you, you see these people, uh, you know, YouTube and podcasts, and yeah, it's it, there is a lot more that goes on behind the scenes that you actually, than you actually realise. But no, but no, we're, we're back, we're enjoying it. So hopefully, um, it's start of new things. So good. Yeah. Good. Well, I can, yeah, I can personally recommend the show. I've listened uh, to all the new episodes. So two decks, one mic. That's the number two and the number one. Yeah. Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, all the usual places for your podcast. So definitely check that out. Uh, If you want more from me, you can go to my website, jmears.co.uk slash ebook, and you can download a free copy of my latest ebook that will help you with your marketing. Trev, thank you very much, and I'll see you again soon. Lovely. Cheers, John. Thank you very much. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh,